Would you like to be able to start conversations like a pro? Take The Sunday World, your daily dose of what's going on. Do not consume The Sunday World if you're involved in a drug cartel, you're a politician with something to hide, or you've appeared on a reality TV show and care about others' opinions. Consume The Sunday World responsibly. Always read the stories, gossip, and commentary. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. These guys are growing up in or around the Coombe area and see what pushed them into the big time, people like Freddie Thompson and Liam Brannigan, was two things really. It was the explosion of, of cocaine, the money to be made, and then also the fact that they had these international contacts that were just there at hand. I mean, they had access to people who were directly importing drugs into the country, but they had these family connections with the Kinnahans as, as they started to rise up. I'm Nicola Tallent, and you're listening to Crime World, a podcast about criminals, drugs and the sins of the underworld in Ireland and across the globe. A key member of the Kinnahan organisation has been released from prison with another senior operative due out in the coming days. Both Liam Brannigan and Dean Howe have served their sentences for a feud-related conspiracy to kill and Gardaí will be watching closely to see if they leave for Dubai or try to regroup in Dublin. Today, I'm talking to Niall Donald about Brannigan, described by a judge as the centre of the wheel of a plot to murder Hutch associate Gary Hanley in 2017 and his sidekick, Howe. We discuss their backgrounds, their familial bonds with some of the top echelons of the Kinnahan cartel and the future prospects for them back home. This is Crime World, a podcast from sundayworld.com. I wish it was just one place where you could get a message. Yeah. There's an awful lot, isn't there, going on? It's hard to multitask. On the whole, the DMs and the... Look, it's much harder for a big celebrity like... into Instagram and slipping into... And I never look at them, half of them. I don't look at... I'm very bad in LinkedIn. It's hard for a celebrity. It's it's easier for the normal people like myself, but for Your chair has been left lower than mine, so you look small, so I wouldn't just start... I wouldn't just start. Look, yeah. you can see his small you look. That's why I have that screen on. Um, for the listeners, his chair is just at its lowest and you look like that you're really, really far away from me. Well. But you're not. No. Now, it's quite unbelievable that, you know, the years have passed to such an extent that some of the Kinnahans are now finishing up their sentences and coming out for feud-related crimes. 
Yeah, I mean, convicted and, and serve their time. Yeah, it is incredible if you consider the bosses are still free out in Dubai. Bosses are still free and may may yet be back, and all mm. of the all of that that'll, that'll have to go on. Um, <clears throat> like, there's an element of aren't you better with it over you? Well, you definitely are. I mean, if you look at it, these people receive significant sentences. It seemed at the time, but we've had we've had three of them walk. And we have one of them likely to come out in the next very short period of time. So Dean Howe is due to be released. Yeah. Liam Brannigan has been released. Um, there's an Andrew O'Keefe was released, a lesser, maybe a lesser yeah. light. Um, and then an, another man who's a part of the flashy gang who we can't name for legal reasons, but he has been released as well in recent days. So there are four people that were caught up in the general mm. Kinnahan cartel. Uh, certainly Liam Brannigan and Dean Howe would have been Absolutely, uh, some of the people with the tightest relationships to to Daniel Kinnahan and to people at the top of that cartel are now back on the streets or due to be back in the next few days. Yeah, and the big question is, will they stay or will they go? I mean, that's, I was talking to a couple of contacts of mine and that is the question. Is Liam Brannigan, for example, going to take a one-way ticket to Dubai Mm. or is he going to stay in Dublin? He's exposed. I mean, he doesn't have, I suppose, the associates and the protection he once did have. Um, the power of the Kinnahan name has depleted hugely in this country. Um, you know, is he likely, is someone going to target him? Well, exactly. I mean, Liam Brannigan's an interesting character though, isn't he? I mean, he he would be a relative of uh, a first cousin of Fat Freddie Thompson. Um, Fat Freddie Thompson, who's himself a first cousin of the, the Byrne family. And are the Burns not the Brannigan's cousins? Are they on the other side of the cousinage? No, I think they're, they're cousins they're all as cousins. well. Yeah, yeah, they're <laughs> so all Dublin, cousins. isn't so, it? Everyone's yeah. a cousin of everyone. And, and so Liam Brannigan, you know, he he would have been, played a role in the Crumlin Drimna feud. He would have, which has really gone on since 2001. So if you think about that over two decades in or out of, of, of Garda attention and attention from rivals. Um, but in the middle of all that, he, he went back to UCD and became a student Um you know, which was a, certainly a road less travelled for 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 most of the Kinnahan. In, arch, in archaeology, was it or, or architecture? No, it was archaeology. I think archaeology, it was reported yeah. as architecture, but I believe it was archaeology. He was doing a, a and history, yeah, doing a, a an arts degree. Um, but you know, despite that, we'll go back to that for a second. So they're all cousins, right? So you yeah. have Freddie Thompson, Liam Byrne, plus the late David Byrne. Yeah, you have. Uh, Liam Brannigan. Yeah. And Dean Howe now is a cousin of his on the other side of Liam yes. Brannigan's. Yeah, so he's a cousin of, of Can you imagine of what Liam Christmas Brannigan. Day was like in that <laughs> wherever it was held? Yeah. Um So I mean, look, this is this is actually probably relatively standard if you look at uh, organized crime gangs across the world. I mean, that's the best way to ensure loyalty and trust, which is so essential, is for people to be inter interrelated. I mean, it really creates a, a tight unit. Um, I suppose what's notable with some of these is also the fact that they're second generation criminal. Yeah, yeah. So you have Liam Byrne, whose father, James Jaws Byrne, now you're good on this, he has yeah. convictions for fraud, is that right? Convictions of fraud and was a target of, of, of the Criminal Assets Bureau and paid out in, in advance of his sons becoming in, in, in involved in organised crime. And he would have been a, a kind of a, an early associate of Christy Kinnahan Seniors, an early associate of Christian around the forgery end of things, yeah, and also an associate of of you know people like um, Martin the General Cahill. Mm. 
Liam Brannigan's father, John Barney Brannigan, um, he had addiction problems, I think, during his life and passed away a number of years ago. But he was a a, a figure known to Gardy as well. He was known to Gardy. He'd actually died in, in, in a prison cell. He was serving a sentence for drug dealing. Um, there, there, there was an occasion where drugs were found in the house and there was a, a certainly... Gardy investigated if it was Liam Brannigan's, but ultimately his father was convicted. And Dean Howe's father as well was also a, a known. Well, Dean Howe's father was actually uh, acquitted of one of a very famous case at the time. Um, it was DNA evidence was was central to it. It was involved um, the murder of a guy called uh, Francis Fitzgerald in Cabra. Um, he was shot in his home. Um, there was some DNA evidence was presented at the time, but it wasn't accepted. Uh, accepted, and this is um, back in two thousand and three. Freddie Howe was it? Freddie Howe mm. was was found not guilty. So it was a very famous case at the time. So it's interesting, isn't it, that they are sort of you know there's there's criminality all around them, and of course they are living either between Crumlin or the Dublin Eight area. And at one point, the Dublin Eight area, and well before the kind of the Kinnahan Hutch feud started. Um, was seen as almost like, I think there was a report that there was something along the lines of 200 known criminals living within that small area. Um, and that's where a lot of those, you know, the families came from. Freddie Thompson's mother was living in uh, Maryland's and the Howe and Brannigan families were living in also in Dublin Eight around yeah, they were, Street Street. Yeah, they were all areas. they were all living very very close by and a number of other serious criminals. I mean, like it's it's funny uh, at this at this stage that's become one of the posher bits of Dublin, hasn't yeah. it? Dublin yeah. Eight. It's I mean, Dublin, Dublin Eight. The houses are you know they're they're become so expensive mm. and and I think it was judged one of the hippest. Uh, neighborhoods in the world recently by some US magazine. I can't even remember which one, but obviously a lot of the, these guys are grown up in or around the Coombe area. Um, and see what 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 pushed them into the the big time. People like Freddie Thompson and and you know Liam Brannigan was their association was two things really. It was the explosion of of cocaine, uh, the money to be made that you've written about extensively, obviously in your new book, Cocaine Cowboys, the explosion of money to be made. And then also the fact that they had these international contacts that mm. that that were just there at hand. I mean, they had access to people who were directly importing drugs into the country. It was a totally different scenario than, than people in other parts of the city. And they became... Uh, Freddie Thompson, you know, although we sort of talk of him now as a hitman, but he became a very effective wholesaler for for gangs, particularly in, in West Dublin. But they had these family connections with people mm. like Bomber Kavanagh and obviously then with the, the, the Kinnahans the as, as they started to rise up. So Brannigan, while he was active during the years of the Crumlin-Drimna feud, it was a hit attempt uh, on Gary Hanley, a member or uh, certainly an associate of the Hutch Organised Crime Group. Uh, and it was an attempt to kill him at his home in November of 2017, which was sort of a very volatile time in the feud. Um, and the hit team were Alan Wilson, a notorious uh, criminal who we'll come to as well, and who lived in that neighbourhood. Luke Wilson, his nephew, uh, Joseph Kelly, an associate of theirs, and Dean Howe and Liam Brannigan were involved. And, and Brannigan and Howe were somewhat offside. The actual hit team were Luke Wilson, 
or would-be hit team rather, Luke Wilson, Joseph Kelly and Alan Wilson. They were kind of the ones that were getting nearer to the target. It was chaotic. Yeah. Um, I recall at the time they were months actually trying to yeah. to go on, on the job because they kept sleeping in. Yeah. They kept getting pissed yeah. and not getting up in the mornings and this kind of thing. Um, the Gardaí were up on their phones and were listening in and had bugs in their cars. And they actually caught them 500 yards away from Hanley's home. They had just collected, Luke Wilson and Joseph Kelly had just collected a loaded semi-automatic pistol. And within 20 minutes, uh, Brannigan was arrested nearer his home in Dublin 8 and was seen just as the, I think the cops went to arrest him, an illuminated object went up in the air, yeah. which was the phone. Yeah, he tried to throw the phone away. So like at the start of the feud, if you look back at, I'd say, Nettie Hutch's murder, there there was the really the inner circle of the Kinnahan cartel are suspected of carrying that out. Uh, people that had been with, involved with Daniel for many, many years and had spent time with him in Spain. They haven't been, they've been arrested, some of them, but not charged. So they they had their, their their people on those ones, but the, as time went on, a lot of these guys had left the country really, and had um, or some of them had been in prison. Certainly, they were being constantly monitored. So what happened in in as as the years went on, the Kinnan cartel were trying to basically hire sub cells to carry out these murders, but they still needed some people to direct them that could be trusted. Mm. So we saw that with some of the hit attempts on Patsy Hutch. You had people that had no particular skin in the game being hired, say, from Finglas. Um, they were just doing it for money, basically. Um, they weren't involved in the feud in a, in a you know, they, they, they weren't, they didn't care about that in particular. Any personal involvement. No, and so mm. what you had then in... in by the time they got around to Gary Hanley, who the, the Kinnans were fixated on on killing. Um, he was one of their top targets. Why were they fixated on him? Well, because you know... It was an, they saw it as an easy target. Well, Because he was living at home, had a small baby. Well... Wasn't kind of moving about, maybe like some of the other... Well, I believe there's something more to it, but it's not fully yeah. clear why why they were fixated on him. It was obvious why they were fixated on Patsy. You can hear why they yeah. were fixated on Patsy as if, if you listen to the, the evidence in the Regency trial. Obviously, Jerry Hutch as well was a prime target, though he was out of their reach. But So they had to hire these guys in. And in order to do that, they had uh, Liam Brannigan and Dean Howe directing operations. And you see um, that they were... Certainly, Liam Brannigan, from the evidence, the, the the bugged evidence, you can hear at least the clear suggestion that he's directly in touch with Daniel Kennehan. Um, at times, um, I don't know if that would be admissible in a court of law. Well, it was admissible because he, um, well, he certainly repeated yeah. during the court case, uh, which I think would have been the Wilsons were uh, on trial, unless they were all went on trial together. I can't remember, but... Or did did, uh, did Brannigan ultimately plead guilty to this offence? Anyway, one of the trials, um, they played out some of the bugged conversations yeah. in the car and some of the stuff that they played out to the court in, included Liam Brannigan telling um, whoever he was in the car with, one of the Wilsons, I think, about a conversation he'd had. Yeah. D, as he yeah. called him. And he actually was saying he'd been on to D and the D was fed up 
because he was the wife was pregnant. Yeah. So he was going offside to try and get a bit of action. A bit of strange. A bit of strange, he called it. Yes, yeah. exactly. And th- this conversation, and it was all, you know, how is D? And it was all I was talking to him the other night. So, I mean, that was provided in evidence, although it wasn't clearly stated that D yeah. was Daniel Kinahan. I think if you yeah. knew anything about it, you knew it was Daniel Kinahan out in Dubai. So he was obviously in phone contact with him and taking some directions directly from him. Exactly. And I mean, that's, that's the Daniel Kinnan isn't talking to everybody. I no. mean, we say, you know, these guys, Kinnan cartel guys getting out, but some of them would never have laid eyes on Daniel Kinnan, let mm-hmm. alone spoken to him. I mean, Liam Brannigan was somebody that was, that was close to, I think we have a picture of them chatting away, don't we? At one of the weigh-ins. That's and, right. Yeah. Um, um, Liam Brannigan was constantly at those boxing events long before even the feud began. You can see him at the Mac- Matthew Macklin fights with the Kinnons and with others um, backstage. I'm sure you don't call it that for boxing, no. but um, but you know, so he was he was one of the people that Daniel Kinnan could. And like Daniel Kinnan seems to trust very few, and but when he sort of befriends them or or, or or puts them into his inner circle, they're there. Yeah, for good. Yeah. Um, and I mean, you could count. I mean, I don't think Daniel Kinahan speaks to Liam Byrne. Yeah. And he certainly doesn't speak to Freddie Thompson or didn't. Yeah. I mean, Freddie Thompson would have taken whatever crumb he could get. I think he came into his own and you can see that sense of pride he has in the pictures of the David Byrne funeral because he's nearly beside Daniel Kinahan. But Kinahan speaking to Brannigan really shows the depth of their relationship um, and Sean McGovern, of course, who is wanted here for the murder of Noel Duckhead Kerwin and is with Kinahan in Dubai, he would have been his closest confidant. And that relationship that developed somewhat secretly would have quite surprised Liam Byrne and Thomas Bomber Cavanagh that it, it was such a, a strong relationship. And, and similarly, uh, Dean Howe would have been uh, regularly over in Marbella with the Kinahan faction. Um, certainly back in, in while they were all based over there in the gym, he was a regular visitor there. He was somebody that had been also trusted by these people. Um, you know, he's suspected of helping organize uh, other, other feud-related shootings, in particular an attempt to target uh, John Hutch. Um, so he, these were people that 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 have been very tight with that upper that mm. that inner circle. Now they're out. What is there for them? Um, like Liam Brannigan, obviously. Well, they've one by one gone out to Dubai. They, in the, including Liam Byrne himself. Yeah. Even though he didn't have that tight a personal relationship with Daniel Kinahan, I mean, he was had come home from Dubai to visit family in Mallorca when he was arrested, and he's facing extradition now to the UK. But they have gone out one by one and there's this very loyalist circle there with him. Bernard Clancy, Ian Dixon, named during the sanctions, along with Johnny Morrissey. Um, So obviously Brannigan will be very happy when Howe gets out because the strength in numbers. There is. I mean, there's two of them. But I mean, this lesser known hitman, O'Keefe, is it? Andrew O'Keefe. Andrew O'Keefe. I mean, he's not going to be... No, I mean, there's, you know, he's not going to be one of their people. No, I mean, he's, he was given uh, an eight year sentence for a failed hit on, on Kane Kieran. Um, he's in a, a disposable so he, yeah, guy he was, who failed at, at his job, which yeah. is to take out somebody. But he was, yeah, and he was caught in possession of a weapon. That's ultimately what he was, he mm. was charged with. So these people are a totally other 
ball game. Yeah. And there's a number of them that are due to be released. Similarly, the uh, the fingless uh, associate of Mr. Flashy. These guys are, are nothing near. No, they're not in our circle. Kenan, no, our burn organized crime group no. at all. And in actual fact, you know, the three we've spoken about, Alan Wilson, who got six years for this plot, Luke Wilson, who got 11 because he was caught with the gun and Joseph Kelly, who got six years. They again are just absolutely disposable to the Kinnahan organization and the likes of Brannigan, who they just hired them. They had no friendship with them. No. They were useful to them at a particular time and they don't really care no. if they get out or what's going to happen to them. So we, but we will see like, you know, the, these, there's two guys that have, that are free men now, like Dean Howe and Liam Brannigan. They've served their sentence. They are free to go. Um, now, do they stay in Ireland? Do the, it, does the Kinnan cartel have a role in Ireland? Does it try to rebuild? Like does it try to rebuild? Does it try to rebuild? And do they try to, you know, rebuild a grouping in that sort of Dublin 8 stroke Crumlin area with, you know, they're 40, both of, certainly Liam Brannigan is 40 now. Have they another generation under them coming of age now? And will they try and oversee the rebuilding of a grouping? Yeah, and you know, are they? They would be trusted to take direction directly, and obviously, mm. they've served their prison sentences and haven't uh, spoken. So or did they, they go straight? Sorry, we forgot about <laughs> well, that. Well, you bit. see, well, this is the other thing. I mean, Liam Brannigan certainly seems to have at times uh, dropped out of the picture in in a way that, like his cousin Fat Freddie, never did. For example, he seems to obviously have gone to UCD. Um, he seems to have, you know, not been prominent at times. There was other times he was dragged into feud, uh, the Crumlin Drimna feud related incidents. Mm. So it is it is a complicated picture. I mean, it, it's hard for these guys. Liam Brannigan is obviously on the front of the Sunday World picture coming out of prison. And so what, like, what is there for somebody who's 40 coming out of prison and, and notorious for mm. out of his own, obviously? Well, Graham, the Whig Whelan has proved there's life in the old dog yet. I mean, yeah. he has reinvented himself somewhat. He's in a relationship with Conor McGregor's sister. Um, you know, he looked as if he was on the scrap EP, was in and out of prison for a short period of time recently. Um, but he seems to be certainly still, I suppose, and will always remain under surveillance and a watching brief kept over him given his long history with the Kinahan Organised Crime Group yeah. and his long history with crime. But um, he doesn't look as if he's doing anything too exciting at the moment, does he? No, he, he doesn't. I mean, this this is it. Like, it's it's... It's it, it, it. There are a lot of people due to come Just out. They get fed up of it. Well, they may well get fed up of it. I mean, nobody is going to enjoy being in prison for that period of time. I mean, Liam Brannigan was, of course, he did. While I feel safer in there, though. Well, I think I don't know. Is is like you know coming out without that backing, without that mob. Yeah, you but, know. Yeah, but is 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 are these active threats? I mean, I'm not saying there's no threat. Is but. there is there any sort of um, desire in the Hutch organised crime group to go for any of these guys again? Or, I mean, my impression is that they, certain members anyway of the Hutch organised crime group are sitting back with patience waiting for Daniel Kinahan yeah. to be taken down. And at that point then, perhaps the whole geography will look different for them. But until that happens, that's the the great sort of, you know, I'm not sure they're actively targeting Annie Kinahan 
no, members. I don't. And did they? I mean, they didn't really, even during the feud, there was uh, Michael Kyo, a brother of Johnny Kyo, who was convicted of the murder of Gareth Hutch um, quite early on. He was killed, Michael Keogh. I don't think anybody has been convicted in relation to that murder. No, I mean, it's no, the, the, the chief suspect, of course, passed away separately. But um, so, yeah, look, I think neither side are going to want to reignite anything. Not reignite. Yeah, exactly. But at the same time, you know, the intelligence that would suggest that nothing has gone away, that this, that these sort of bitterness is so deep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but that it'll just be perhaps an opportunist moment if it does kick off again. You know, there's a kind of, uh, it's a, it's an interesting seesaw effect you see constantly. Um, I did think after the, you know, after Jerry Hutch walked free from that Regency trial when he was acquitted, um, I thought that was a moment when all of a sudden the Kinahans looked very weak yeah. and the Hutch Although Jerry Hutch himself would say he, you know, is maybe a a a, a figure yeah. in the Hutch family, but that he's not in a crime gang. So we say the court was told differently yeah. by David Gallagher from the Drugs and Organised Crime Bureau, who said that they, you know, the Hutch organisation was a fluid, familial, patriarchal organisation. Um, but yes, the power is is shifting all the time. I think if the you know, the top tier of the Kinahans are brought back and placed before the courts. That's the end of it, isn't it, for the Kinahans? It that is. is. the end of it. And remember, the other aspect of it is, is that I'm not talking about anybody directly, but as people come out of prison, if they're not in the drugs business, what do they have to offer, say, younger people who might want to come under their wing? Mm. Um, so they have to have access to, to money, drugs and firearms, really, in order to be, you know, in order to be able to get an organisation going. And You can you still know, see plenty of money there in some of those there, places. Oh, there's, though, you there, know, the, there's an ability to make money, but, mm. you know, people have to put themselves out there. Um, so the wheels of justice are so slow and even the, especially in the UK, the proceeds of crime sort of investigations that follow are so slow that, yeah. you know, you can see the the, the Bomber Kavanaugh, the, the Byrne organisation still have access to plenty of cash so far. They have plenty of money, they have plenty of wealth. Yeah, they it's do. in different territories all over the world. It sort of requires this massive kind of conjoined effort by police forces to see them as being a top target. Yeah. So look, the time will tell, but there are a whole rake of other people, a lot of them who pled guilty in, in special criminal mm. court that are due to come out. And, you know, it may certainly, it, it would not surprise if it caused a, a realignment of, of mm. the situation in Dublin again. Mm. Absolutely. We keep an eye on it. Thanks, Niall. Thanks, Nicola. You've been listening to Crime World, a podcast from sundayworld.com. Produced by Ian Mullaney and edited by me, Nicola Talent. Research assistant is Claude Amini. If you like this show and love true crime, leave us a review. Or why not download the free sundayworld.com app for lots more stories from Ireland and across the globe. Would you like to be able to start conversations like a pro? Take The Sunday World, your daily dose of what's going on.
Do not consume the Sunday world if you're involved in a drug cartel, you're a politician with something to hide, or you've appeared on a reality TV show and care about others' opinions. Consume the Sunday world responsibly. Always read the stories, gossip, and commentary.